What's shaking you tubanites? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the NFL 2022 <laughs> draft coverage live yeah. from I'm just kidding. Right here from Vegas, everybody. Right here yeah. from Vegas. I know I saw it. It's packed, man. Hey, if somebody wants to volunteer and be the uh the, the NFL draft ticker in the live <laughs> chat, yeah, we, we we could use that. I think we're on uh pick number ten right now. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. So if somebody wants to volunteer with the draft ticker in the live chat, I think uh, team number 10 is on the cock. I don't care as long as the Washington Commanders. This is the only time that I get excited about Lions. You actually then, got a good dude, they pick. They picked the hometown kid. That's dude. awesome. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. You had a good pick, man. It's so, like hope. Uh, it's new hope. And then the season starts, and it's like, uh, and then it's hope oh, is dash. You guys should start a Lord of the Long Box fantasy league. <laughs> I know, right? right. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so right now we're at draft last pick was by Atlanta Falcons and number eight, Drake London wide receiver from USC Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. You know, what else is on the clock scratch bastard, uh, because Ooh. we have a request when well, I play freestyle music, but since we got a request for some scratch bastard, I'm going to give you some long train running. How's that sound? That's some scratch nice. bastard for you. That's what I'm talking about. That sounds like a good time.
is here when I rock a rhyme off and eyes are dropping a tear it's so beautiful it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes my mandate is to grip minds like a handshake spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base over any damn breakbeat I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes so take notes out of suckers I make coats lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, it can't be Cover Price Thursday show without a Freestyle Friday from Randall Park. What up, everybody? What's shaking, everybody? Gabe, say what's good to the live chat. Yo, what up, everybody? Live chat hanging it in today. Uh, Happy Friday Eve. Got some fun books today on the Shakers list, so we'll stay tuned. Some fun stuff. Ryan, say what's good to the people. Yeah, it's always a good list on Thursday night, my friends. Let's, Let's see what we got. I like it. I like it. JB? Welcome to the show, everybody. You know we're going to entertain you tonight. This list is fantastic. The knowledge we're going to drop, good stuff. Let's get it started. That's right. I'm your host, Tivo, with my show enough for president t-shirt on. So, uh, and for good luck on here, uh, for those paying attention to the last uh, NFL draft, the last pick by this number nine by the Seattle Seahawks was Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. You see, we're keeping you informed while we're dropping knowledge about comics. Sports. What else do you want? Sports ball, yeah. So this is our uh, weekly Shakers list where we cover the most unique or biggest sales of the list. If you want to, this list changes several times a day. If you want to see it, go sign up to Cover Price and you can see the comic book weekly Shakers or daily Shakers, excuse me. Um, and so these are unique or large sales. So make sure you sign up for Cover Price. It's only six nine nine a month, um, and you get all this good stuff. We're also, our friends at uh, KeyCollectibles.com, Facebook.com, Facebook.com. <laughs> Key Collectibles or Instagram.com, Key Collectibles, uh, for your pressing CCC submission needs and facilitating the show is also sponsored by our friends at KRS Comics. Use discount code LOTLB to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusive. This drops tomorrow at a special time, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. This is Devil's Reign, the in-hook lead, number one variant. That is hot, hot fire. The last one he did, I believe, was this one sold out. So In Hook Lee is a hot artist right now. So make sure KRS Comics tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern, 
2 p.m. Pacific. It's a different time. Normally, they drop at 9 uh, noon Eastern, so make sure you check them out. Drop that discount code and save yourself some duck bones. But uh, here we're talking about the comic book shakers of the week. Let's start it off. What do we got first? All right. First up on the list, we've got Black Panther issue number one, the J. Scott Campbell sketch variant, originally published in 2009 from Marvel Comics, and this week, a rare CGC 9.8 copy sold for $5,000. Now, this Damn. is the first 9.8 sale we've seen since 2018 when a copy sold for $3,050. Now, these partial sketch variants are pretty interesting. In 2008-2009, Marvel created several partial sketch variants for various books to be distributed at different comic conventions. This is not too dissimilar to what publishers do today. Now, the print runs were also at a respectable 500 copies, which, again, is not uncommon for current convention exclusives. This always makes us wonder, what are today's exclusives going to do in 10 years, especially those with 100 copy print runs? Now, over the past decade, these partial sketch variants have proven their rarity and several now command massive premiums. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, so I mean that is nowadays like uh, the KRS Comics comics uh, exclusive I showed you is limited to a thousand. So I mean there used to be the days of online variants used to be like uh, fifteen hundred for the Virgin and then like three thousand for the trade dress. But then you know nowadays they split them up or whatever. But either way, it's still a relative. But even this gave me a sticker shock when I saw this. So uh, if you have this in your long boxes, dig them out now. So Black Panther number one, the J Scott. Campbell ske partial sketch variant, five grand. Wow. Not in a 9.8. Wow. All right. What do we got up next? This is definitely an offer. Yeah. <laughs> this is a ghost here. Uh, EverQuest Online Adventures, the quest for Dark Paul. This is the PS2 promotional giveaway from good old Wildstorm Comics in 2002. EverQuest Online Adventures was a 2003 3D fantasy massive multiplayer online role-playing game or mmorpg for the uh, playstation 2. it was immensely successful and very beloved amongst gamers and it was the first hands-on exposure that gamers had to mmorpgs to promote this new experience sony's then online playstation shop offered this nine page with no ads limited edition comic in 2002 for free with their exclusive shops pre-sale for the game's release in 2003. It's unknown how many copies were printed or distributed. However, it is considered to be one of the rarest video game-based comics of all time, which is supported by the first sale that we've seen at a massive $1,690 raw. Whoa. Uh, EverQuest Online Adventures was so successful that it took almost 10 years for Sony to fully shut the online game down in 2012, a year before the PlayStation 4 was released. That's a huge lifespan for, for any video game. Wow. Yeah, so I remember my little brother used to play this, and my little cousins used to play this on the PC. Mm -hmm. uh, this was before World of Warcraft, and they were hooked on it. I mean, at one point... Ever crack people call yeah, it. it was they you were able to make money off it because you could sell things 
to other users. And what happened was rich kids were able to level up because they were just able to buy magical items to make them all powerful. You know what I mean? Oh, there's uh, like but- a whole economy. Oh, yeah, there was a whole mm-hmm. ecosystem to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you level up because, you know, the more time you spend playing it, the more you, you know, build up these kind of you know, level points and experience points and things of yeah. that nature. So, I mean, um, if you think about the old meme, uh, Leroy Jenkins, right? That's like an early MMORPG. I don't think that was EverQuest, though, but uh, EverQuest was like before World of Warcraft. If you yeah. remember, War- Warcraft was actually an uh, was a RTS game, a real time strategy game before it became an RPG game. So uh, very interesting that uh, you know. But there, you know, back in two thousand two, people were, it was it was the thing, you know, and it kind of went away. And now you can't shake your stick about that without hitting some type of MMO RPG, uh, uh, whatever. It is. <laughs> massive, Trust me, <laughs> mul- massive multiplayer online role playing game. I life stealers, okay, just call them life stealers yeah, because exactly. they. Yeah. I used to work life. PlayStation tech support during this time, and yeah, this is a massive, massive game. I remember. I don't even know how you would play this on a PS2 because normally on a keyboard, right? You, you know, all the keyboard shortcuts and everything on a PC. You know, I would think it'd be easier to play these type of games, but you know, I you know, I don't think they ever really gained traction. But then, first-person shooters kind of took over everything. You know, this was uh, this right- was huge for PlayStation Two. I was working there at the time, and this is when the hard drive first came out. You had to have that big fat PS2, and you it came with the hard drive, so you had to install the hard drive and all these like drivers and stuff in it too. It was yeah. a whole ordeal, but. It was a massive thing for yeah. everybody. And they, they, there was a keyboard support for it, too. Where you could plug in any old like keyboard into the system and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So EverQuest Online Adventures, the quest for Park Darkpaw, the PS2 promotional giveaway. Good Lord have mercy. That's a mouthful. All right. What yeah. do we got for number three? <clears throat> number three. This That's is another Cave Woman number one. This is from Basement Comics uh, back in 1993. After this title, central character Miriam Cooper is saved by her grandfather from her drug-addicted mother. He uses a hover bike to take Miriam to his laboratory. Once at the laboratory, he works on getting to the future with Miriam and his friend, a 15-foot gorilla named Clyde. Things go awry, and Miriam, her grandfather, and Clyde get transported back to the Age of Reptiles. This failed time travel also resulted in imbuing Miriam with extraordinary powers. This is the story that Bud Root delivers in his fast-paced, action-packed, sexy 1993 gem. Roots takes inspiration from Playboy's Little Annie Fanny to bring Cavewoman to life. However, uh, many don't know that the second biggest source of inspiration for this book comes in the form of the 1933 King Kong film. There are clear references in the style of storytelling and use of prehistoric titans. However, none is clearer than his main character's name, a clear reference to King Kong's director, Marion C. Cooper. Although not a particularly mainstream series, Bud Root has developed a solid fan base. It is quite evident that his fandom exists when looking at the most recent CGC sale we had this week with a new all-time high of 3000 Five hundred dollars, amazing! I've never even seen this book before. This is cool. I have never heard of it oh, either. Uh, shout out to my man Rudy. Where else can you get great music, great comic knowledge, sports updates, and a welcoming family of geeks just like me? Uh, with the number ten pick, the New York Jets selected Grant Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. On they the don't clock. need Debo. They just drafted Grant Wilson. 
Yeah, the Washington <laughs> Commanders traded down. Looks like my team traded to number 16. So, gosh darn it. Uh, hopefully, we got something. But there you go, man. I'm trying to keep you abreast of the situation. But thank you for the $5 ah. super chat, Rudy. Really appreciate it. But Cavewoman, number one from 1993 at 9.8. So, for 3,500 Baleros. Good Lord have mercy. Uh, yeah, Raquel Welch. Oh, wow. That's, uh, you know, he's, that's, that's, he knows he's our age when he says Raquel Welch. Uh, right. Wasn't she in the 1000 year BC or whatever, that, that caveman movie? Uh, she was on a poster on my wall. Oh, yeah. yeah we're all, <laughs> but Rude yeah, still all... does this book. This is, he still does covers and stuff for, for caveman. Yeah. It's basically yeah. big boobs and dinosaurs. What more do you want? Hey, right? duh. Look at, at that T-Rex eating that giant uh, snake, High too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's a chance from uh, an offer to perhaps getting on the board uh, this book. Uh, but read the fine print first. Yeah, you're almost going to have this one. Next up, we've got Green Lantern issue number 45, 49, excuse me, the DC Universe logo variant, originally published in 1994. Now, this book is an early reprint of Green Lantern issue number 49, available only in DC comic book two packs, sold at various retailers like Toys R Us. Now, featuring the DC Universe logo in the box where the UPC barcode is found on newsstand versions, these DC logo reprints have become a very popular collector niche. Almost all were sold in some type of multi-pack, but they varied in look, quantity, and location. The fact about these is how they are almost always the last printed edition of their respective issue. However, back to focusing on Green Lantern issue number 49. This week, it hit a new high sale of $520 in a graded CGC 9.8. Besides the cool 1990s DC Unit logo, this issue is fairly great on its own merits. Now, DC was making an effort to revitalize Green Lantern by reframing Hal Jordan as an embittered villain, disenchanted after Coast City, his home's turf, destruction in the death and return of Superman. Hal's fall from grace serves as an introduction to Kyle Rayner and his very cool costume design as the new Green Lantern. This issue features Hal mercilessly cutting down lanterns, his former friends and colleagues, and taking their rings for himself. Hal becomes the villain Parallax for a minute while Kyle takes over his Green Lantern for the rest of the 90s and a chunk of the 2000s. Oh, this story also gave name to the comic trope friggin'. Look it up. The, uh, and led to writer Ron Mars receiving oodles of hate mail in death threats. Now, in the brightest day, in the blackest night, 520 bucks is a steal for this, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of these DC Universe logos, things that if you're LCS, might not even know they have it, or if you go digging, you may even notice, but just look for it. It's a giant logo in the lower hand corner says DC Universe, and uh, we've talked about one of uh, the other books before, but, you know, very often, very rarely do you see them come up, but hey, pay attention to eBay. Maybe somebody has, you know, mislabeled it and they don't know what they're sitting on. So uh, Green Lantern number 44. 49 the dc universe logo from 1994 of cool 520 for a 9.8 all right uh here's uh one of my favorite covers of all time not of not just this list but just in general yeah this is another one of those cool books where they uh kind of swipe this for the movies as well so we're talking about house of m number one this is the one in 20 joe casada variant from 2005 
This book initially rose in value with the release of WandaVision for Disney+. Plus. The madness she was portraying during the show is well represented in this classic uh, House of M cover by Joe Quesada. This is also the beginning of the series leading up to issue number seven, where Wanda famously proclaims, no more mutants, which had such significant ramifications in the 616 universe that are still being felt today. Traditionally, with the uh, completion of WandaVision, this variant uh, should have decreased in value. But looking at this week's all-time high sell of $733.33 for a CGC 9.8, clearly that isn't the case. Wanda has risen to a key character in Marvel's Phase 4. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness even teases her as a potential villain, which could change things greatly in the MCU. As one of the most powerful MCU characters, having her switch to the other side makes her an immense threat and one that could hit close to home for her fellow Avengers. There are a lot of parallels here with Jean Grey and the X-Men too. Yeah, so a lucky, well, I wouldn't say few, but about a lucky 3,000 people who went to CinemaCon got to see like the first 15, 20 minutes of Into the Multiverse of Madness. And they said it's like action from from jump. Uh, and pretty much they showed the the entire scene with the bus and America Chavez and Doctor Strange and everything. But uh, uh, CinemaCon also had some other announcements. Obviously, the Sony panel that we talked about on Tuesday and, you know, El Muerto is coming, uh, which nobody asked for. But apparently <laughs> we're getting it. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, but Disney had a two hour panel. Marvel was one of the panels and they also showed footage from Avatar. So uh, I always said, man. That Avatar comic is, is, if it's not already jumped in price, it's going to, because in this day and age, nobody cared about the Avatar comics when the movie came out. Uh, But now in this day and age, when comics, when movies come out and there's a comic based on it, sure enough, people are going to get it. But I digress. On the list is House of M, number one, the Joe Quesada 1 in 20 variant. This is a dope variant, too, because it's also kind of a Doctor Strange scene in the trailer, too, where his face, when he's falling through with America Chavez, when she punches reality, a multiverse, and they fall through. But anyway, we couldn't have a uh, gold uh, cover price list without some golden age goodies. Ooh, what do we got up next? Don't we love these 1941 golden <laughs> age goodies? Look at this cover, man. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> Jungle Comics number 15. This book is a specter of a bygone era, an era of hot jungles, vicious beasts, ladies in leopard print, lords of the jungle. When war waged across the world, this series of books distracted many a reader. Kanga, Lord of the Jungle, reigned supreme, saving the stranded women of his domain against a multitude of foes and wearing a few wildebeest skins while he was at it. Nick Cardi, who penciled and inked the series along with Flight Comics, Kanga Comics, and Wings, held nothing back on this cover, utilizing his realistic style. Being in demand, he was one of the early professionals in the emergency, emerging industry to work for Eisner and Iger, creating comics on demand. There is still a market for this brutal book from a bygone era with few remaining after years of enjoyment. That didn't stop one of the few from selling for $1,945 this week for CDC 5.5. It's a huge jump from its previous raw sale of only $382. 
Yeah, this cover has a lot going on for it. It's got a good good girl cover. I don't even know how to describe the uh, wildebeest with the zebra skin and the loincloth. They got gorillas. Uh, Big old gorilla. Kanga the Jungle Lord, man, from 1941, Jungle Comics issue number 15. And a poor guy down there that didn't make it. Uh, yeah, I, that's a steal, I think, for 5.5 for a book from 1941. You know, but that's just my opinion. But all right, uh, Jungle Comics issue number 15. What do you got up next? Yeah, this one's crazy. Next up, we've got Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers Unleashed issue number four, the one in 15 Scotty Young variant, originally published in 2010. Now, what happens when an iconic artist meets a low print run? A highly coveted and hard-to-find cover. That's what happens. Scotty Young quickly ascended the ranks to become a highly sought-after artist for many collectors. Likewise, the brief glimpse of Throg, seen in Season 1 Loki, has had fans clamoring for more Throg. In fact, back in July, it was revealed that Throg had a few more scenes in the Loki series. Ever since, rumors have been floating around that Throg is set to return in Loki Season 2 in a much more prominent role. Now, these are currently rumors. Time for some cold, hard facts. There are only six graded copies of this book on the CGC census. Only three of these books have been graded at 9.8, one being a signature series book. However, the new all-time high goes to a raw copy of this book selling for $850. This is a $300 increase from just this last February sale of $550. This Throg cover is bound to become an iconic cover for years to come. It'll be interesting to see if the value of the 9.8 sale, whenever the owner decides to let it go, I don't think it, this isn't even in the first appearance of Throg. I thought that was in no. the Thor Corps book, right? The, yeah. yeah this no, Throg was back during the Walt, the Walt Simonson run. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole, yeah, but this is just, I guess, you know, Scotty Young has a cult following as well, well but this hold is. On. A, it's also a, a kid's no, book. It's a one Nobody in 15 was ordering of 15 a Lockjaw copies. and the Pet Avengers Unleashed. Who was ordering 15 copies of Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers Unleashed issue number four to especially get in this? 2010. Yeah. Especially Nobody. in 2010. Yeah. Uh, but it's a but, kid's you know, book. Exactly. And, you know, back then, you know, you know, you know, obviously, you know, when people got their little Easter eggs and in, in the Loki series, you know, people, it's just the day we, li- it's just the age we live in. Um, I don't know if you guys seen the latest trailer for, um, they've been showing little snippets of, um, of uh, Avengers Endgame and one of them shows uh, Peggy Carter as Captain America. So uh, Avengers Endgame, you mean um, um, I'm sorry, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, there's an actual yes. scene of her with her uh, shield and she's got like jetpack thrusters behind her. Or something it looks pretty amazing, man. I I got my tickets for next Thursday at 3 p.m. So I will uh, hopefully get the show notes ready and I'm gonna go right from the. <laughs> multiverse of madness and do our show at 6 p.m next week so uh, i'll give you my initial reactions and uh tell you what comics late. yeah <laughs> well, it starts at 3 p.m and it's close to my house 30 minutes worth of trailers it's a it's a two hour and 10 minute movie i can do yeah, it i can, can, I can be a little it, late <laughs> yeah i can do it so lock john the pet avengers unleashed the scotty young, number four the scotty young throg one in 15 variant just saying the word throg, throg. Is, a, is like an exercise for your throat muscles it seems like oh all right uh next up is a issue that uh is jumping up i mean it's got multiple prints but this one made the list all right we're talking about this week uh miss marvel issue number one this is the fourth print 
uh, purple trade dress from 2014. Miss Marvel's star just continues to rise. With the Disney Plus show just around the corner, you can expect sales of this comic to increase. Recently, a fourth print of the first issue of the titular run sold for $900. This 9.8 graded comic was sold on April 25th, uh, 2022. The last time a 9.8 of this issue sold was in July of 2021, and that sold for 400 bucks. This reprint was the purple titled variant. There are seven, seven, <laughs> that's a lot, different colored variants of this classic cover. There are also a design variant, a 1 in 50, a 1 in 100 black and white sketch uh, cover as well. A raw copy of this variant sells for about $76. This key comic features the first appearance of Joshua Richardson and Zoe Zimmer, who go on to be a part of this run's supporting cast. Yeah, so the, for the first, like, first one through seven prints, it's basically the same color, except Just for it has different that. How it many has, like, prints are there? <laughs> yeah, the, one through seven prints, I believe, are the same cover, but different color for the font and the and the Marvel banner and the number box in the top and right-hand corner. And then there's also the design variant, but other ones. But it just goes to prove, you know, people are saying, you know, they don't care about Miss Marvel, but... Collectors don't care if it was, you know, if it's a young little Muslim girl and it's not made for adults. Uh, they also recently I saw there was leaked um, promote. Um, uh, uh, what is that? Not promotional art, but can uh, what are they for art for the movies of Red Dagger, who's expected to appear in uh, Miss Marvel. So uh, if you got your browser open, open up your eBay, look for the first appearance of Red Dagger because there's Ooh, been some uh, leaked some prom promotional uh, footage Cannonball. art that was done for Miss Marvel that was leaked. So. Miss Marvel number one, the fourth print purple variant for 2014, 9.8 for $900. Wow. All right. Let's get ready for an offer. <laughs> yeah, here we go for uh, number nine this week. Spawn 185, the Willis Portacio 2022 La Molecon foil variant. <laughs> Say that five times fast. This La Mole exclusive uh, it was limited to 1,000 copies. And first of all, you had to get this book. You had to attend the Lamolicon 2022 at World Trade Center in Mexico City. Second of all, you had to pre-order a fan pass, which then came with a goodie bag that included the Spawn 185 uh, and a plethora of other items. These were all packaged in a clear poly bag. And now the interesting part to know is that this sale... Uh, came from a seller in Mexico. Normally, this type of book, you hit eBay and pray the book shows up in decent condition. Uh, you can see that there's a few other Lamolicon editions online that didn't come back so much uh, in 9.8 uh, conditions. A big sale hit this week, a 9.8 sold, and it sold at a premium of $750. Spawn collectors obviously need it all, and I don't imagine this book having a huge 9.8 census count. The perfect conditions for this book sell for premiums. And as we've always said before, foil variants and metal variants, you ding them and they're done. Yeah, so, but this is so coming from Mexico, new. damn. This <laughs> is relatively new, too, 2022. Uh, I also I have a La Mole Con variant uh, that was also a foil variant for the first appearance of Null. 
uh, which, you know, and Null was blowing up. And I was like, wait Venom a second. Three? A, there was a Lamolicon version of it, which I snatched up, which, uh, you know, in the slab as well. But these are one of those foil books. If they're dinged, you can't press that out. It's forever dinged uh, forever. Uh, but, you know, especially Spawn 185 or some other, there are some really rare, like, issues of spawn i think king of golden state found one for like three bucks and flipped it for like 2500 or three grand um but you know but uh wills protasio is a nice guy i remember running into him at a at a show probably three or four years ago i was i kept on asking him about um hey man when are you gonna bring back wetworks that was like one of my favorite runs ever from image comics in the 90s and he was like hey if they ever want it. i was like you know what you need to bring back wetworks now for those who uh Grew oh, up yes. and not collecting image <laughs> comics in the 90s, man. What works was my stilo. So, uh, Spawn 185, the Wills Portacio 2022 La Mole Con foil variant from 2008. So, over 750 and a 9.8. Let me ask this now. real quick. So, this is from October 1st, 2018. That's such a, I don't know anything about this in game run, but it's so odd that this is a, what was it, like a 14 year old comic that they went back and reprinted for this convention? That just, I'm just trying to make sense of that. That just seems kind of odd and pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty smart, too, because it's getting big money, right? Or maybe that's the only thing that, you know, Todd McFarlane was willing to give up or something along those lines. But uh, either way, I mean, look for those Lamolicon foil variants online. They did a couple of other ones, too. Like I said, the Null one is the one I'm, like, you know, was really, like, thinking. Like, I said, you know what? You know, I can't afford the other one now. I can get, get this. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. All right, what's the last one on the list? But don't go away, boys and girls. After this, we're going to see what's shaking today. All right, before we hit the last one on the list, shout out to the 110 people with us. If you're enjoying the show, please do take a moment and hit that thumbs up. And also shout out to tonight's writers over at Cover Price. Great work. All right, last one we've got is Star Wars. Dr. Afra number one, the one in 100. Originally published in 2016 from Marvel Comics. And will she or won't she? That's the biggest question with Dr. Afra, as most, most people are betting that she will appear on screen in a TV show or movie at some point. Now, her first appearance in Darth Vader issue number three has become a very expensive book, so people are looking towards her first ongoing series, driving the price of a 9.8 of this rare variant to a massive sale of $2,000. Pay him. Pay that man his money. For this hard-to-find 1 in 100, while a raw book sold for $700 one day later. Now, only time will tell. However, with Cranston appearing in the Book of Boba Fett, chances are looking really good that she's going to appear at some point. Yeah, and there was news this week of uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi anthology animated series, I believe that is coming. And people are, you know, obviously specking out just on the title. It was obviously leaked a while ago. Uh, first of all, Star Wars Dr. Aphra issue number one, the Jamie McElvey 1 in 100 variant, 9.8 for $2,000. I'm glad I got the first appearance, although, uh, you know, I mean, people are buying this up like uh, Dr. Dr. Aphra is coming soon. I mean, I think that, you know, somebody there knows something. <laughs> Lucasfilm is pretty uh tight lip for the most part um so you know we gotta you know I mean, you know sometimes people just know stuff man but uh there you go that's the list let's go see what's shaking a day hey, as i do so tim i heard transition. you did some my slabs uh books today you posted on my slabs 
Yeah, here, I'll show the link on there, man. Here. Um, I'm try finally here. If you want to see what uh, I have for sale on my slabs, go check it out. Uh, I finally oh, popped cool. my cherry and I put up about, uh, let me see. I put five books on there, but after this list, I may put some more on there, but uh, we'll see, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see what's shaking today. Uh, let me see. Share screen. Da da dee, da da da. Chrome lab. Uh, cover price. Look at that seamless transition. Gosh. It's seamless. so smooth. This is great. Gotta love the seamless transition. Good seamless job. Transition. Yeah, so seamless that you couldn't even, you didn't even notice that I was talking about it. But, All right. Let's uh, see if you're this, showing off today. Yeah. All right, this is the top 10 that we cover every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, and you can see it was very Thor-heavy, Thor. very Thor-heavy. These are weekly movers, uh, Thor, Moon Knight. My, by the way, I have a new new uh, Moon Knight number one on sale on uh, my slabs. Uh, Spider-Punk getting some love, but we're here to shake things up. I'm already seeing FOMO off the bat. Oh, man. $10,499 for a raw Edge of Spider-Verse, mm. number one in 25, number two, one in 25, Greg Land variant. Are you kidding me? I, I remember my... racking this book. It's so funny oh, to see it going for so much. God, I sold my 9-8 signed by Greg Land for like uh, $2,500, and I thought I had made a killing then, but now it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not Stop disgusting. looking at it now. Yeah. Well, hopefully you put that money towards something good. Yeah, well, a nine point eight sold for eleven thousand two fifty, and a raw copy sold for ten thousand four hundred ninety nine. Makes no sense. Makes no yeah, sense. well, it's uh, well. To be fair, I mean the the Sony CinemaCon presentation featured heavily uh, Spider Gwen heavily. So, uh, like I always say, when the movie when that first Spider Cross Spider Verse movie came out, nobody really it, it moved the comics a little bit, but not. We're in 2022. We're in a whole new era now. So uh, if, you know, Spider-Gwen comes, you know, and the movie does really big numbers, you know, maybe the book will move just like I have the ultimate Fallout number fours. I got two of them. Well, I got hey, uh, Tivo, if you can, what's that? What's the deal with that That first issue? That first book? That Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four. 70? Yeah, it's a raw that went for $11,700. Yeah, whoa. Which one? The very first book. The very first book on the list. Number, okay, right number 70? Yeah. Eleven thousand seven hundred dollars for a raw copy of this book. That's I don't. This isn't a first. That's the highest or, known sale ever. This isn't a yeah. first appearance or or, or anything. Not that I, don't, I know of. There's somebody in the live chat says it's a it's a hot issue. Yeah. Somebody in the live chat knows eleven grand or? for a raw like random like this is towards the end of not the end but you know about the end of uh, the Jack Kirby Stan Lee run. This is just kind of. Like a well, random issue, honestly. Look at a, a nine point eight in two thousand fifteen sold for nineteen thousand. No, nine one thousand nine hundred. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm for tripping. a nine eight. Uh, a nine eight for a book in the. In and the then click to the raw. Crazy. Click click but, to the raw. Damn! What the freak? wow! Yeah. So there's a huge jump in something. So uh, maybe yeah, if, that last uh, sale. We're gonna need the sale. cover price researchers to jump yeah, right on that. Matt, if you're in there, say why? <laughs> uh, why is that book going for so much? Unless it was like a double cover, triple cover, or something along those yeah, lines. Like maybe. Yeah, was it signed by Stanley and it Jack Kirby? A lot of place. Like, <laughs> it's got Stanley's DNA on it. Yeah, but even if it was signed, it's still not a uh, yellow label because it was raw. Uh, for, so for God, yeah, Matt, Matt, if you're in the live chat, you know, tell us what's going on with that one. Um, here you go, Ryan. Just, just yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I knew you were going to that one. <laughs> you knew we were going to it. Jesus, just League of this America just number hit, one. This hits Look me how right sad the... the Flash looks on that cover. He looks like he just doesn't understand how. <laughs> yeah, 
They said, we don't want you in Hawaii. They're anymore. all mesmerized. <laughs> uh, first solo people. team title, first appearance of Despero. Uh, $1,600 for an 8.0. That's not bad for 8.0 yeah. for this. That's that yeah. sounds cool. Well, it's just like Avengers number one. You know, it's not that highly valued because it doesn't really offer any first appearances. Is this the first team appearance as opposed to X Men number one, where it's the first issue and it's also the first appearance of a bunch of characters? You know, right. so that you know, so you know, but you know, <sighs> God, that's awesome. On. That's awesome. Jesus. Ooh, are those I, arms I even crazy. connected to something? Oh yes, they are. It's the underwater. Okay. Yeah, his hands are underwater, choking yeah, yeah, the life yeah. out of her. This is pre cold Jolting ECR. tales of tension. Look at the huge Kinds signature of, he put on that cover too. It's crime suspense. suspense. Yeah. All these crime suspense books, it's got like the best like they're 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 kind of not appropriate nowadays, but it's always like the think? best like choking out covers and exactly because the, like the, the next cover is the this one that we covered. Keep going. The ne- oh, keep going man. to twenty. Is it twenty one? Is it the girls getting choked out by a crowbar on the boat? No, so there's, oh, this is the this is the twenty two. Oh. Twenty two is my grail. It's the next one. It's twenty three. Yeah. But 22 is my grail. I would love to have a 22. But look at that. Oh, oh my God. What does that say about you, Gabe? Jeez. Come on. <laughs> I collect what I all... love. I love what I collect. I can see why, you know, they, they they came up with the Comics Code Authority after that. But good Lord, man. Uh, this is disappointing. So uh, Bone uh, ended up getting canceled by Netflix. Uh, part of their cuts. They're not going to be doing the animated Bone series. Um, and did the, they uh, ever do the animated bone series? It was announced. So oh, Jeff okay. Smith came out and said, you know, um, you know, he's disappointed. You know, he basically Netflix basically, you know, they lost a bunch of subscribers. So they cut back a bunch of productions on a, a lot of different things. And bone, unfortunately, was one of the uh, one of uh, it was one of the things that are not going to be developed under the new Netflix animated banner. So uh, and Jeff Smith came out with a tweet, something along the lines of, you know, never trust somebody or something along those lines. He did a whole Dude, like, uh, comic off, strip. Man. Talk Look at all all these. The yeah, he did a comic strip exactly about yeah. how don't trust studios and what they promise you, blah blah blah, and you know because of you know Netflix decided to cancel Bone, uh, but yeah, that was Bone. It was uh, it was on it was on our book there for a while. Uh, some uh, Amazing Spider Man. That X Men number one for a six point and for twelve hundred bucks. That seems pretty cheap. Yeah, that seems way cheap. Created six point for twelve. Yeah, look at that. The four point five is fifteen thousand. Yeah, I'll throw 200 bucks to that all day long. I know, because if you look at a 9.2, no way. 276, what was it, a 5.0? No, it was a a 6. It was a 6. That should be like a $60,000 book. Let's see. Is this an outlier? This is something crazy. Yeah, Yeah. something is off. You know what that is? That was a facsimile somebody bought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, $400. No yeah. We have to ask this cover price about this one because it's 28 grand, 33 grand, 30 grand. Why is this one so cheap for only $1,200? Uh, unless it's a typo or something. But uh, I got a deal. Somebody did. Yeah. Um, I'll give that person fifteen hundred bucks for that. Yeah. They'll make some money <laughs> off of it. Well, here's the actual. There's here's the actual facsimile in 2019 that we have here, and then there's a yeah. cool kind of uh, the other facsimile that kind of updates the original cover. That's a dope which kind of. That's see cool. that there? Yeah, this is from the Gerald Perel from Unknown Comics facsimile. Um, raw comic only five ninety nine, but there you go. Well, well, I didn't even know they even made un. They made a uh, blank cover for it too from Unknown Comics. Uh, there's a facsimile from two thousand and nineteen. Uh, fair market value of fifteen dollars. Highest known value one hundred thirty two dollars. So wow, who the hell spent so much on that book and why? 
inquiring minds want to know, or if they're so embarrassed they may not want to tell us if they actually are the ones who sold it. Uh, let's see what's going on. I really want to see how these like raw books get sold. Like for me to spend three thousand dollars on a see, raw you book, don't have a I need like I need proof of life and like Ooh, a thousand see that detectives comics book. No, I sold my three hundred a while he ago. Uh, I'm I'm off the, I'm off the venom wagon train. Um, which one? Let me see um, that detectives one hundred two. Down one row. The Joker cover. Yeah. Raw for $800. This makes sense to me. You know, a raw book for 800 bucks, not 10000 Jesus. Joker is literally running away with the house. <laughs> Batman awesome. and Robin face their fiercest foe, the Joker, in an adventure of the house that was held for ransom. Look at that. Yeah, raw doc for $800. Who knows what condition it could be. Cowboy Bebop also got canceled. That's a shame. $800 for a 9-8, though. Look at that. Look at the Batman yeah. number, Batman Beyond, too. Yeah, that's this... just a... Is that just a regular? Because I have a I have the newsprint for this and not the newsprint, the newsstand on the nine four. Yeah, newsstand. So those newsstands are crazy money. Yeah, this fair market value is four hundred dollars on a newsstand. Uh, raw nine, uh, high of known's value is nine point six thirteen hundred. So you're just not many even being graded uh, for the newsstand. Uh, NYX or Knicks. Everyone, hey, I was just talking about this on uh, Tuesday when we had uh, Bloodstone was on the top 10. She was on the top 11. I said, watch out for Marvel Presents number one because this is Elsa Bloodstone's father. Uh, mm. First appearance of Ulysses Bloodstone, uh, 9.8, so for 750. So if you're going to wow. get, uh, if you think Elsa Bloodstone is coming, might as well get her father too, you know, keep it all in the family. <laughs> um, Moon Knight number one, usual suspects on here. Oh, cool. Super Friends. Is that the first appearance of the Super Twins? I do believe it is. Was it in the news that they they cast I think uh, something like that? Yeah, yeah. they cast yeah. for uh, for Wonder Twins, Wonder Twins. Yeah, for the Wonder Twins. Yeah. What was the name of the their stupid sidekick and the monkey? I forgot what the name of the monkey. The monkey was Gleek. 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 Because Wonder Twins and this dude here uh, appeared in the cartoons first before they ever appeared in the comics. And then they got uh, rid of them after like this first season or something. Thank too, God. I mean. it stand it. <laughs> so yeah, $600 and a 9.4. Cause remember she could only turn into animals and he could only turn into like forms of water or some shit. All right. Is that, is that what it <laughs> yeah. was? I no, because she, cause she would turn into a bucket and he would turn into water. Yeah. No, no, like no, no, weird... no, no, no. One of them could turn into an animal and the other one could turn into something water-based. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. it was the weirdest combination ever. Like, but you know, but Wonder Twin powers activate, you know, and you can get whatever you Form want. Form of look exactly. at that strange world next to it though. That's a cool cover. Oh yeah. That, next cool. next to Super Friends, the uh, right below that Invincible. Oh yeah. Those strange worlds. Look at this oh, cool Fifty one. Look at that. Oh, that's a good, that's actually good gold cover right there. Sirens of space, abduction of the Earth, shining sands of death, the end of his service, the astounding super science fantasy, strange worlds. Look at even the aliens getting all pervy looking at it. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, <laughs> he's going in he's for like, it. Oh, yeah, yeah she's like, I'll that. take that. Mm. Yeah, five ninety nine for raw comic, highest known value six point five. You just don't see many of those. No way, dude. Um, Popeye the sailor. This is getting number some one. Heat, Popeye right? the Sailor, number one. Yep, that yeah, we, covered, uh, we talked about that last week. Oh, the Tribunal is going for it these days. Yep. Yeah. So, so uh, oh, that's for the people next. who watch the trailer, they saw the Living Tribunal, or at least what they think is the Living Tribunal, that appeared in a brief scene. Um, I need to get my graded. So this is uh, I might have CGC right now getting graded. Strange Sales number one fifty eight 
First living, first appearance of the Living Tribunal, Raw Dog Five Seventy Four Grand for a nine point six. Good luck to you, Gabe. Fingers I have, crossed. I have, huh. Yeah, because I have most of this run, like through uh, yeah. from Doctor Strange and Strange Tales, starting. I was grabbing Oz. stuff because I love all the uh, the cosmic entity stuff. So I got like this, oh, yeah. and then the first uh, 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 Eternity and stuff like that. Long, long, long time ago. When first, oh yeah, you know, I was collecting cares. all the elders of the universe at one point, yep. like the the gardener, the collector. Yeah. Right? So I was getting like, stuff like the in between. <laughs> Tweener, chaos. Yeah. Oh, order, I love the Tweener, dude. You know, yeah. uh, uh, the Stranger, also Stranger. them too. Yeah. You sit I, on I, your I, hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, look at it. this one's a dope Star Wars cover. Oh, that's Pretty cool. New too. Yeah. Star Wars sure. Fallen, uh, Fallen Order, Dark Empire, number five, five hundred fifty dollars for nine point eight. Justin, you still in there? You have this? Tell, tell he's me. Probably you got have twelve copies. He's got everything. Yeah, yeah, Homeboy's a monster, man. Shout out yeah, to Nemesis Prime. Yeah, he's gonna be posting it later tonight. Look what I got. <laughs> um, anybody need uh, 20 is, copies of this hit me up yeah right this is gorgeous cover by jg jones <laughs> oh, that's Look awesome. at this. That's I awesome. gotham city Ooh, sirens sexy. that was such a good run that was a uh, paul dini and gilliam yep. marsh did all the art so it's like all like sexy good girl art there he is two of them yeah <laughs> too. this is a good one too <laughs> Dude, good job <laughs> yes two of them are they 9.8 so probably 9.9 to Signed he's, not he met the some... he's not allowed to say anything. What the heck is that? He met the writer at some urinal and he signed his comic book. I know you're taking a dump, but if you think you could uh, sign this for me as soon as you get out of your booth, I'll have the CGC witness waiting for you outside the bathroom. <laughs> I'll slide it behind <laughs> between a crack of the door for you. <laughs> uh, listen, this, this is dope. So epic battle between uh, the Human Torch versus the... Uh, Submariner, I believe this is the uh, uh, the Android version of the Human Torch. Strange Tales number one hundred seven, four hundred and eight dollars, five fifty four hundred for a nine point six. This is just classic right here. Namor covers, Marvel. I think, are that's going to be another thing to that's going to blow up on the list probably in the next couple of years. But oh these, yeah, I mean, if great he's, covers. Dude. He's like the largest, one of the largest Marvel heroes that hasn't appeared in any form yet, as far yep. as a movie. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, apparently it was Universal owned the rights to him and the Hulk and all these other things. So, but, you know, but, you know, but, you know, people are saying that Tenoch Huerta uh, in uh, Black Panther 2 is supposed to be Neymar. And I simply don't believe that. I just don't think he has the, the just not only the physique, but the personality of it. You know what I mean? Because Neymar is this overly arrogant overly leader of arrogant. a kingdom. He, he's a yeah. prince. Yeah. So exactly. he has that that you know no nonsense yeah. attitude about things yeah and to no Schwert, i don't think is that guy i think uh you know they would if they already cast him for black panther 2 so i'm pretty sure you know if namor would be a major major announcement if they if they were to come out and say hey we got namor i'm telling you the rock would have been perfect too bad he's stuck on doing black adam but uh iron fist hey, i got this marvel premiere number one or excuse me number 15 the first appearance of iron fist nice. 405 dollars and 7.5 i do believe my yeah. Uh, well, I think it's going to go back up. Once the, all these things moved over, to, if you notice, like, you know, first principal lecture is on the list, too. Once they move over to Disney Plus, it kind of gave people hope that they're not going to just get rid of the Netflix shows. They are. If it's on Disney Plus, they're considering them canon, right? It's getting um, integrated into things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially now we saw Matthew Murdoch in uh, No Way Home. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, there that was some good stuff to grab, like Electra, uh, Bullseye. That that yep. Daredevil one thirty one I think is a yeah. very underpriced book and I think that's going to be potential. Actually, Look at this. I pose, he, yeah, I'm surprised you only own one of these. Come on, I uh, know, but I have all the variants though. 
Yeah. Dude, so I remember when this happened. <laughs> when when Stranger, see, I own quite a few oh of the variants, if you can tell. Oh, yeah, three, four, five, six. Strange seven, Academy eight. came out oh, right shit. when the pandemic. Oh yeah, he's got more than one. Are shutting down. It's such yeah. a hard book to find. Ooh, yeah, you need that Art favorites. Adams character spotlight, don't you? Tito? I have this I got... in the nine point eight two, the uh, J. Scott Campbell one. Uh, I sold my Peach Moko variant. Um, I should do my. Uh, should I play the Peach Moko video? Hey, I told you it's only a matter of time before anything that used to be a show, a move that was a movie or show first, and then became a comic book gets adapted, and the comics will blow up. Sure enough, Willow number one newsstand three eighty nine. For 9.8 um willow is obviously there is a disney plus show being based on willow um so uh another uh if you've never seen willow it's a i do believe it's ron howard directed it right uh yep. I I love it. Val, val kilmer, kilmer? Yep. yeah man it was uh, yo phenomenal was, uh, val kilmer val yeah. kilmer is heyday man it was non-puffy val kilmer so yep. uh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's still sexy val kilmer uh, and uh, from, the from the people who went to wonder our uh, cinemacon they saw um Top Gun Maverick, and they say Val Kilmer's in that as well. I'm not giving really? away any spoilers. Yeah, oh. uh, there's a he... documentary out there. I forget where. Since you like to talk about documentaries on here sometimes about Val Kilmer, and it's 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 sad. You know, I think you it's don't understand how Prime. big of a movie star he was in mm-hmm. the '90s when he became Batman, and then he was the the, think, the Doors, dude. Doors is yeah. one of the greatest movies of all time, and he did that. And just now, he just he's gone through some really bad. The Saint, remember the Saint? Yeah, the Saint. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was a movie he did with Robert Downey Jr. Heat? I think called Heat? Kiss Kiss Heat Bang awesome. Bang. I think oh, is what that, it's yeah, called. Oh, that was great too. Yeah, that's a great movie. Look at this. Rose Besh is he's becoming one of my favorite artists. I, I don't, you know, if you like Pietro Moco, then you'll really love Rose Besh. She's getting a, that sneaker variant is something I'm still looking for. Uh, but three ninety nine, four hundred dollars and a nine point eight for this gorgeous Rose Besh cover. Look at that. I love. I just love the way her style is. Um, uh, also, hey, look at this. Even though he's not in the movie, yeah, people are still getting it because uh, they cannot use the word Shumagarath in the Doctor Strange movie because it's owned by the state that owns Conan the Barbarian. So Marvel can only do um, comics based off of the Conan Barbarian uh, stories, Conan the Barbarian stories, but they cannot do any live action movies. That's why if you remember the Conan movie and anything else like that, that still belongs to the estate of uh, Robert E. Howard, I believe is the guy who wrote wow. Conan. Was Shuma so, Grath in any kind of Conan? Yeah. Shuma Grath is from the Conan mythos. So I mean, that's, that's why they can't use, that's why they can't name him Gargantos in the, in the movie, yeah. the giant, but in all essence, it's Shuma Grath. Cause I remember Shuma Grath from the, uh, uh, the arcade game, the infinity gems. Yeah, like video the fighting game. Yeah. Oh, last one on the list. First appearance of the uh, Black Knight. Dane Dennis Lincoln. is right. I'll be your huckleberries. Right. Yeah. I actually like the. I have both of them, but I, I like this cover better. I like. Uh, oh, the one with like, on, on the Pegasus. Yeah. Yeah, this one is dope. Um, but yeah, so I'm surprised. You know, this I think is still undervalued, man. I mean, people are still sleeping on it. He's coming. I mean, you got, you saw him at the end. We of saw it. Eternals. Well, what's the yeah. first appearance of of him as a regular person, and this is him as Black Panther or exactly. Black Knight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So in the in the comics, I believe Black Knight is is uh, with one of the Eternals, like romantically involved. I forgot which one it is. At one time, they were all part of. At one time, everybody was an Avenger, but they were both part of the Avengers at one time. So. Uh, that is the shakers for the uh, week, boys and girls. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Appreciate all hundred of you still hanging around. Gabe, any last words? 
Everybody, thanks so much for hanging out. I uh, hope you guys came away knowing more than what you walked in here with. If that's what this show is all about. And I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Ryan. Thank you for joining us. I love this list as always. It's such a fun list. Uh, shout out to everybody that stuck around and everyone that showed up. We always appreciate you. And we will see you next time. And Mr. Mr. Oregon JB. That's right. Newly, if you didn't know, I'm going to be relocating to the Pacific Northwest, to the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. And if anybody has any information about the areas and schools and that kind of stuff, we're still in the research phase. Hit me up on the Instagram. I'd love to hear about it. Thanks for joining us for tonight's show. And don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Only thing I'm going to know about the Northwest is voodoo donuts. That's all I know. Oh, man, they're so good. <laughs> and Amoeba nice. Records, right? Yeah. Amoeba's the big one. Yeah, Amoeba Records. Well, there used to be an Amoeba in LA, but I think they closed down. Uh, But there used to be an Amoeba Records. But uh, the bacon glazed donut at uh, Voodoo uh, Mm. Donuts is you got to stand in line to get in that place. Oh, so good. But yeah, but now I'm getting hungry because I haven't eaten dinner yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys Tuesday for the top 10 list. Until have enjoy, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the NFL draft. And uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes. Peace. Peace out. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh,